Hello, welcome to James Wells Podcast. Now, in the series so far, I've been taking a long, hard look at the state of the nation. And I'll be honest with you, I don't much like what I'm seeing. But here on the net, talking to the world, maybe we can sort some of the problems of the world out. In previous episodes, I've set up talking shops of experts around the table to chuck in their two-penneth on the big issues of the day, from austerity to race relations, from crime to unemployment. But this time, I'm going head-to-head with an opinion maker. This one is called Catherine Shredesky, and she is a size acceptance campaigner. We're being told non-stop that we have to lose weight. And to a certain extent, I agree. I mean, fat isn't nice, is it? But is size acceptance something we really want? Do we want to accept people if they are clinically obese? Do we want to accept people who are fat and becoming a drain on the nation? I myself am not as sylph-like as I would like to be. But I don't think I'm offensive when you see me. Sometimes you can sit in a restaurant and somebody can come in and sit down beside you who hardly fits on the chair. How many of us have been on the train or the aeroplane when somebody squeezes into the seat beside us and we have to sit there hunched up for the entire trip? Is that fair? I don't think so. And I'd like to know what you think. And don't forget, you can get in touch. You can tweet me at the James Whale and let me know your views on some of these podcasts. Time now to meet Catherine Shredesky. Hello, Catherine. Yes. James Whale, how are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm very good too. Uh, I'd like to be a little thinner, but uh, I'm okay. Now, Catherine, (laughs) is it okay to be fat? Sure. But how fat can you be without causing problems? It's very difficult to quantify. Um, Some people can get very large and be very healthy. Some people put on a small amount of weight and find themselves in difficulty. It really depends on the individual. So surely we should take responsibility for ourselves if being a particular way, whether you happen to have, uh, I don't want to call being overweight a disease, but there are certain medical problems and being overweight is one of them. There are certain medical problems that cause you to interfere, if you like, with other people's lives. Um, that depends on how you look at it. I think people come in different shapes and sizes, and that's just simply how we are. I don't think anybody wants to be large or definitely tries to be large or tries to impinge on anybody else's, you know, as you said, sorry, give other people difficulties. I don't think that's really how people approach it. I think that this happens over a period of time. It often has multiple factors involved in why some people will get larger and some people will not mm. get larger. But I don't think it's, it's there to annoy other people. But it's not normal for us to have have to bulldoze houses to get teenagers of 60 stone out is it no and that's a very unfortunate circumstance and george has been through an awful lot so i think that's a very sad and very difficult story but if you want to talk about it i'm very happy to go through it because it's a classic example of what happens when you starve a child because at this time she was a child down um, very quickly she went to a fat camp lost 15 stone and this is what happens any dieter will tell you that after you lose a, a large amount of weight very rapidly you will put it on plus more that's exactly what's happened to georgia yeah but it is a sad i would i would absolutely agree it's a very sad story and i hope that she gets better and I hope things sort themselves out but in a way that's child abuse isn't it to allow a child to get to that stage 
Um, I suppose difficult to criticise someone who doesn't know her family circumstances. No, I wouldn't say it's child abuse. I think that some children have a predilection to put on weight. It's just the way it is. And what you do about that, I think, is is very much to do with how your family operates. If it was my child, I would, yes, want to make sure she exercised regularly, wanted to make sure she had a positive um, uh, aspect of herself, had self-value and so high self-esteem, and was participating in her life. That's clearly not what happened in this case. Although they did try, as I said, they sent it to what they thought was the best thing, which was a fat camp in America. That's what they thought they were doing for this child. But unfortunately, it wasn't the way to proceed. And it's very hard in the face of a lot of fascism and fat bashing that's out there right now to retain a sense of self-esteem and to continue participating in your life if you are young and vulnerable. I would agree with you that bullying is never the way forward, but uh, when you see somebody get to the size of 60 stone, that's unusual. Something should have been done earlier. But there are lots of people in life today who are too fat to actually be accepted. I mentioned before when I was talking about this, been on trains, planes, sat in restaurants where people who hardly fit into the chairs they're sitting in come. Now, that's not acceptable, is it? I don't see why not. I don't see why people make chairs so small. Personally, I think I think the airline seats are, are very small, and I think most chairs in restaurants are very small. I think that they that you know, I think that people have to, who are designing chairs need to look at people um, from a different perspective. And the fact that we are perhaps slightly larger at this moment in our in our history, and perhaps need larger chairs. I Catherine, don't think the chair Catherine. Oh, this, this is rubbish, Catherine. No, this is, no, this is rubbish, Catherine. Listen, you know, we do not have hearts, lungs, kidneys, any of our internal organs. They are no bigger than they used to be. So putting all this strain on them is not a good idea. The chairs are the same size, probably a little bigger than they've ever been before. But we are getting bigger and bigger, and that's not good for any of us. I think that... We've been getting bigger for the last 100 years. Chairs are designed in a very strange way for very strange people, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I sit in a chair perfectly well. Well, and I'm not great. thin. I'm so happy for that. But some people don't, and that should be taken into consideration. Why should we all have to fit the chair? Why shouldn't the chairs fit the people? So the people who are continually telling us that getting overweight is bad for us as far as our health is concerned, they're wrong, are they? Unfortunately, one has to look at who produces the statistics to be able to give them value. And the statistics on obesity, unfortunately, are produced mostly by the obesity industry, which has a vested interest in us believing that somehow we've all got to rush for the nearest um, diet drug to make ourselves smaller. Because as we know, dieting doesn't actually work. Well, I don't um, think dieting does work, and I'm not no, interested exactly. in dieting, but I don't think exactly. having rolls of fat over your stomach, uh, rolls of fat over your ankles and your wrists, I don't think that's normal or attractive, do you? Um, well, it depends on your perspective. I think there's a whole sheet of people who would find it attractive, but really that's not part of our discussion. I think somehow we've got to look at it from a different perspective. Activity is everything, no matter what size you are. It's everything. Good nutrition is the other half of everything. So it's through everything there. Um, but those two factors can be achieved at whatever size you are. You don't have to be thin to be healthy. And this is the interesting thing about this discussion is that people and or including the obesity industry are trying to equate thinness with health, which is just simply not the case. I mean, are you aware the entire rugby team is a beast. Are you aware of that? Well, of course I am. And I don't, as I well, said then. to you right at the beginning, the term obese, I think, is wrong. But mm -hmm. the rugby team are, are fit people. They exercise a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm not concerned about somebody. And, and most of them look fine. I'm concerned about those people who are unfit and fat. And you then, can't... Now, hang on. You yep. can't tell me that you are better placed to criticise this than a doctor who has spent many years uh, taking uh, patients... Looking 
looking at their fitness, finding out whether or not the amount of size, the amount of weight they're carrying is detrimental to their health. Now, doctors uh, are not lying about that. And if a doctor says to you, we, we need to do an operation on you, Catherine, God forbid. But if they do and they say, you're going to have to lose a couple of stone, otherwise it's dangerous to do the operation, you would lose the couple of stone, wouldn't you? Yes, but they don't offer that option if you're getting bariatric surgery. And I mean, you made several points that I'd like to go back on, but in that particular one, you know, bariatric surgery, no matter what your size, they'll say, yes, walk here, lie down, let's cut you open immediately. If you want a knee operation to help you keep mobile and keep functioning, or a hip operation, they'll say, well, lose a bit of weight, maybe we will, maybe we will. And my, my point is there, is that doctors, unfortunately, are fed the same nonsense as we are from the obesity industry, first of all. And secondly, doctors are not fitness experts. They are fit, they're health experts. That's their area of expertise, is treating people and getting people better if they have difficult circumstances. Going back to your original point, um, if you really want larger people to be fitter, then please do something about the fitness industry, which is a hostile environment for most larger people. I'm in the gym two or three times a week. I'm a fitness instructor, YMC qualified, and I'm the only fat person for miles. I'm the only fat person for miles. Why don't we go into the gym? Because there was this culture of abuse towards fat people. Who the hell are allowed? Why would we want to go in the gym and be abused? It doesn't bother me. I've, I've been there for years. It's my thing. But I can see why people would not want to go in there. Why larger people shy away from uh, physical activity? Because it's embarrassing. It's not nice. It's not pleasant. And the people you're dealing with look at you. Unfortunately, the professionals, fitness professionals, tend to look at you like you're something from Mars. It's right. very, very difficult. So you're if telling... You larger people Hang to on, be Catherine. Give us a play, level play. Cat Catherine, you're telling me that because you're large, you want to make it okay for you to be large, but it may medically not be all right for you to be large. If you weren't doing, you're a fitness instructor, you work out, you're mm -hmm. talking about people who are fit. Now, if you were fat and not fit, you would be in trouble more so than a thin person, wouldn't you? No, anybody who doesn't have regular exercise, thin person, fat person, whatever you want to call them, they will have problems because you're not exercising, you're not using your body in the way it was meant to be. For the last few thousand years, we have hunted it or shot it or grown it or harvested and bought it and ate it. This is not the case at this particular moment in our, in our era. It may be the case again, the way we're going, but at the moment it's not. So therefore, we've got to do something about exercising our bodies in the way that they've always been exercised, in the way that we've always you know, managed our lives. So, as I said, many thousands of years. This is the problem we have with this particular era. So I would say no matter what size you are, it is important to exercise and I think you will find yourself having problems whatever size you are if you do not. So you don't think that being what is considered to be overweight uh, is a, a measure of how fit you are? Inactivity, whatever size you are, is a problem. Active and fat can be perfectly healthy. And a lot of people are very active and fat and are perfectly healthy. I think there is a myth around these, you know, you're going to die if you're over a certain weight and you're this, that and the rest of it. I think the statistics are very badly harvested, All right, let's very talk, badly put together. Catherine, just before we finish this, let's talk about uh, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, which is let's. Let's brought on apparently by being overweight. Having a bit of a stomach is one of the signs and also high blood pressure. People who mm -hmm. are overweight tend to have higher blood pressure. Is that wrong? Well, do thin people not have high blood pressure? I mean, the highest uh, heart disease that I've heard of are thin middle-aged men. 
that's the highest number of, of casualties of heart attacks that you will find in a hospital. That's the last statistic I looked at, whether you can believe that or not. But I would say to you that there is an interesting connection that I'm noticing, which has been coming up on the internet for more and more. And that's interesting. That's, sorry, that's the connection between chlorine and type 2 diabetes. Chlorine, which is in our water, in our bread, in our white flour, in all of the and many, many cheap products. Um, is, is, there is a connection, apparently, with chlorine and high diabetes. So I don't know where to draw the line here. I don't think we can just throw it at fat people and say, there you go, you're fat, you're going to get diabetes, or anything else. I think we need to look at it as a whole problem, a big problem, a wider problem. And I think we need to stop fat bashing because it just drives people like Georgia Davis straight back into their house and makes them sit on their couch and put on even more weight. Okay, well, what about the strain on the NHS? The NHS has to cut something like 20 billion by 2015. Uh, One of the ways they say they can do that is stopping people uh, who are overweight, who are seeking medical treatment because of their overweight problem. If they were to do something about that themselves, that would be less of a strain on the NHS. Either the NHS is a service which is open to all or it is not. I think this hybrid idea that you can have a service which is okay for some people or not okay for other people is wrong because we all contribute. So, that, I mean, what they're saying is basically you contribute your 11% or whatever it is into the NHS, but you're not necessarily going to be getting any treatment. And this is a very slippery slope. You start with fat people that everybody thinks, okay, that's fine. We can see the, the argument about fat people because that's how they view fat people as being negative, being wrong, and all the rest of it. But then what about everybody else? What about smokers? What about the 18,000 sports injuries every weekend? What about people who are drunk drivers what about people who's you know if you if you go that far then if you have an accident it's your fault then you shouldn't be treated Catherine you know, it's, a, it's a very slippery slope there I well I agree Catherine actually because uh, I'm I'm beginning to really like you uh, a lot well, because you. I like to eat uh, <laughs> I think I'm reasonably fit I I uh, move around a lot for my age so that's great I'm over 60 uh, so I've made it really? for uh, yes I am you look much uh, than that. thank you very much and uh, yeah. I, I'm beginning to like what you say but there is one final thing that I have to say there are some very ugly thin people people who look like scarecrows people who have of course anorexia or another eating disorder are not yeah. attractive to look at and in the same way grossly fat people are not attractive to look at either shouldn't we make some uh, correlation between those two things you mean, should we judge people on how they look as opposed to who they are? Well, no. they're all, we're always going to judge people how they look. We can't help it. That's inbuilt in us. But what I'm saying is... that not being... is, it, is it not the acts that you do in the content of your character which really means something? Shouldn't that be where we go next? I mean, typically we have a knee-jerk reaction to people, but shouldn't we try to overcome that somewhat and say, OK, this person in front of me is horrendously thin, but I'm going to try and like them anyway and see what character they have and see who they are and what they've done in their lives? Wouldn't that be a better approach? Catherine, I think you might be right. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Let's open it up to the world and find out whether we should be accepting fat people more for the way they are. And every time you see a fat person, perhaps you shouldn't think that they're unfit and a drain on society. And next time they sit next to you on the plane or in the restaurant, perhaps what you should really be worrying about is the design and the size of the chair. My thanks to uh, Catherine Shredetsky. And uh, I have to say, I am going out now and I'm going to have a curry. But I want to know your views. You've been listening to the James Whale podcast produced by Wise. Buddha and you can tweet me at the James Whale and let me know is fat okay is thin okay do you think perhaps we have uh, been buying a load of old tosh you let me know uh, don't forget you can also download the issue feel free to throw ideas into my uh, divisive debating hat for future episodes even if I disagree with you who knows your moan groan or gripe could spark debate 
See you in the Twittersphere.